get bit, get bit. Hey, from the 985 to the 601, we getting bit, getting bit. Buck bites, buck bites. Hey, 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 yeah. Coming at you live with your boy, Big Buck, from the 985 to the 601, coming to teach you what we know. It's another edition of Buck Bites, and today, y'all, I got my boy, my cousin, my brother in Christ, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let me say it again, brother in Christ. You know he's trying to live his best life. Go ahead, Reverend. Go on, preach it now. Mm-hmm. They call him Kobe Reed. Oh, yeah. What's happening, Kobe? And nothing much, man. Taking a day at a time. You already know. Oh, yeah. That's all we can do. Low and slow. Like we cooking. Cooking that meat on the grill, boy. Low and slow. Low and slow. That's the best way to go. Yeah, you already know. Amen. <laughs> well, man, I tell you, bro, it's been a hot summer, man. And, you know, uh, we ain't even got to August yet. But, you know. Man, it is hot today. Whoa, it's hot out here, man. It is hot today. You know it's hot out. Yeah, I just said that. I said it's hot out here, man. Yeah, you know it's hot, too. Yeah, that's why I said it, man. It is hot out here. I know, I'm just saying it's hot, too. Lacey is still getting on JB's nerves. What comes with August, sure enough, school time. And some people are excited about it. Some people ain't. I know these youngsters. They, they, and when I say youngsters, you know I'm talking about little kids and stuff. Some of them, they, they, ain't, they ain't too excited, but some of them are. They ready to go see little Johnny and little Susie. They ready to see the Marcus. Go to Marcus. Go to Marcus. They ready to see them <laughs> back on the playground in the jungle gym. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about school, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, growing up, I used to – I used to not like school, like especially when I was in high school. But at the end of the day, I've realized how essential it was because I made connections with people. And I also learned a lot about the world. But it's funny, though, because nowadays the younger generations, compared to when me and you were growing up, they got their phones now. And they're, like, just glued in on their phones and tablets. And, like, it's you can get a lot of information from that. But they're they're using it for, like, mainly social media and gaming. And I feel like that kind of is destroying the education system in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it kind of adheres or like kind of destroys the whole point of going out and kind of exploring on your own. You have like this one source that uh, just feeds you the information instead of you getting that like rec- that uh, not recognition that uh, that feeling of accomplishment when you like go through a book and you have to figure out like what they're trying to say. Like it's like reading a great work of art like in a novel and figuring out what the author is trying to get across when reading that book. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 100%, you know, because, like I said, like, I'm 26, man, and I think the first cell phone that I had was a, it was my brother's hand-me-down. It was like a little Motorola that it didn't have no, it didn't have nothing on it except a few games, but still, you know, you could make, I think you could, you couldn't even really make calls on it because it didn't have no, uh, it didn't have no data or anything like that, but you could play some little, little old Motorola games, and that's about it. But sure enough, uh, they had some fun games on it. But you know, I think it was a, it had to be about fourth grade whenever I got my first little hand-me-down phone. And so many of my friends, they were having phones in their in the classroom and stuff. But you know, iPhones, iPhones, and uh, weren't even developed by then. You know, they were probably in the making for sure. But I mean, man, please, they kids kids was on their phones back then and it was already distracting you know back then we had the samsung and the uh the, the old samsung phones you know as well as maybe a few of the flip phones where you could just be texting in your pocket you know while you're in the classroom You knew the keypad that well. You was like, hey, what you doing? Talking to somebody else in class while class was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, so, so it was easily to be distracted, like you said, from the lesson. And nowadays, like you said, we, we on the iPhone 14 plus the Galaxy Motorola uh, S, S5, whatever it is. I'm not too much, not too sure about these Androids that are coming out. Uh, but sure enough, like, you know, they're just way more advanced from, fourth grade which was probably like early 2000 and i don't know probably like six to 2000 
2006, 2009 for me, you know, so heck, you know, it's, we didn't advance so much and, you know, kids' attention span nowadays is, is different because, I mean, we got TikTok. I mean, if you're on TikTok and you don't like what you see in the first, real, I say three seconds, if it's not the first second, really, swipe. See, that's what, see, I'm glad you said that because, you know, it's funny because, like, that, that daily activity can really define a person in their life. Because think of it like, let's say, let's say you get a job, right? And you don't really like the job. And let's say you come in from the mentality of someone who's using on their phone all the time. If you don't like something, you just swipe it. And let's say you had just one bad day at work. And you're just like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. And you just quit. Like, and that, I feel like the, that instills like such a like, bad like way of living just using that phone because like if it just shows you like you get to choose what you like and what you don't like in life life is not fair life is unfair and like you won't be able to do things like that and i feel as though it's going to give like a lot of people the delusion that you can basically always get what you want which isn't the case right you're 100 percent correct man because you know growing um Growing up, you know, there's there were some parents, there there were some kids that got to do more things than others, as well as you know, they would all you would always hear those those kids in the classroom that would be a little bit more misbehaved, and they would be like, oh well, that's not how I do it, or my mama doesn't make me do that, my father doesn't make me do that. Well, this ain't what you your mom and dad's classroom. This is the teacher's classroom, and this is what you have to listen to. This is the education that you have came to learn for today. So. Don't disturb the classroom, and if you are going to come in and disturb the classroom, you got to get out because these other people are trying to be well-minded individuals and trying to learn and get something out of this, you know, to be a better, brighter world for the future and then, you know, to sow forth and grow up, have their own lives, and then bless the world with children and so that they can teach their children as well as until they get into the education system as well, you know. Sure enough, some kids they'll go in they'll go in that classroom and they'll be disturbing they'll they'll disturb the class and it, no matter with their voice or with their phones, all types of things, and that's just gonna be distracting. And you can't have that because once you have that, everybody else is gonna want to pull out their phones or just chit and chat. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it during the free time, but if you just like oh I don't feel like learning today. I mean, even like, you know, we're in, we were just in college. You're still in college at USM. But, you know, there could be a day where Kobe doesn't feel like going to school today. And, you know, there's really no verbal punishment for that. But in the long term, you missed out your education for the day. You missed out your knowledge, and you're going to have to play catch-up. You know, you're going to have to play catch-up on what you missed in all your studies. Like you said, you as a little kid, you know, you enjoyed going to school more, more or less high school. You enjoyed high school way more than probably elementary. Me, I've always enjoyed school. My mother, she was a school teacher from like 86 to 04. My grandmother, uh, she was up in the school system. She taught as well as she was a, a cafeteria worker. She was lunch lady, secretary, all of that, you know. And all of my friends, they knew who I was. They knew who my grandmother and my mother was because my, my, my friends' parents either went to school with them or got their lunch money taken up by my grandmother or was taught by my mom and stuff like that. But all of that aside, you know, um, there are so many times where if you got sick as a little kid, you know, a lot of kids, they enjoyed missing having those sick days because mom and dad would, you know, just leave you at the house and you would just play video games or, you know, when the time of YouTube came about, sure enough, all the kids were just staying home playing video games on YouTube all day, watching movies or whatnot, or maybe, sure enough, you had you had a friend right down the street that said, hey, <coughs> I'm sick, you know, so they sure enough came up with the whole plan of, Hey, we gonna fake our we gonna fake our parents out, fake sick, and then sure enough, go hang out or whatever. Hello, Cameron, babe, what's happening? Very little. How do you feel? Shredded. Is your mother in the room? She's in Decatur. Unfortunately, she's not staying. Where are you? I'm taking the day off. Now get dressed and come on over. 
You can't scoop it, I'm sick. That's all in your head. Come on over. I feel like complete shit, Ferris. I can't go anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. Now come on over here and pick me up. can't think of anything good to do. And, you know, <laughs> what, what did you do? I mean, there's nothing. Like, of course, every kind of kid done that at one point. Some some kids done that. I'm not sure. I'm not saying everybody did. But for kids that do, do did do that, you know, of course it's fun and it's fun to laugh and look back at. But at the time, you know, depending on how long you were out, if you were really were sick or you were just faking, you missed out on so much because, you know, in a school day, you got seven or eight classes, you know, that you're that you're going to as well as six, or <clears throat> six, seven different subjects that you're learning each and every day, you know, and that's a lot of homework, especially at a young age all the way to, to college, you know. There's some days where you might get papers, you might get two exam papers in one day, and they're due by the next time you go to class. But sure enough, if you're sick, and you don't feel up for it, or sure enough, some people just say, I don't want to go to class today. I don't want to go to class. But then the next time you go to class, you're supposed to be ready for that test. You're supposed to have that exam paper. Getting 20 sacks a game. That too? <laughs> Professor, <clears throat> we still having that test on amphibians and reptiles next Friday? Yes, sir. That is if it's all right with you. Yeah, of course it is. My best regards to your dear mama. But sure enough, you didn't, like you said, you, you enjoyed going to school for networking and connecting. But sure enough, what happens if you didn't even go to class that day and you didn't network and connect way before and nobody had told you about the class? They do send you emails. But hey, what happens if you just said, oh, I don't care about going to class. I don't care about looking at my emails today. The only thing, but you got that phone. You surely got that phone in your hand. You didn't see that TikTok notification. Bing bong. That Snapchat. <laughs> didn't see all of that. But hey, let, let 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 Professor Thomas let Professor Thomas tell you something about oh uh, about a test or exam coming up. Sure enough, you ain't heard about that. And you, then you're just looking out like a sore 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 thumb with your lip poking out. Yeah, I mean like it's funny because um, you know growing up I. Uh, I, you know, I, I enjoyed I went to an all boys Catholic. No, damn. And given great, I had an like interesting time, especially at an all boys school. You know, straight testosterone. From <laughs> I hope you can get your money back. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. It's all attitude. Be tough, like this guy here. What are you looking at? Punch him. It's how men say hello. Oh, y'all, you made a friend. Good, now slap him on the behind. They like that. Whoa, I'm gonna hit you so hard, it'll make your ancestors dizzy. Y'all, relax and chant with me. <laughs> on... Right. <laughs> just, just a bunch of dudes being dudes. You know, we'd have, we'd have like a, we had a, a few we had a few good days a few bad days you know every every other school but since it's all guys you know how guys are you know there's always things going on like there's always fights you know there's bullying which isn't isn't good at all bullying's not good but you know it's it's fated to happen at, at any school but it's like especially at all boys school and we all have to wear uniforms it's like we have like a uh it's like a button-down shirt or whatever with little whatever stripes on it we had doc martin shoes and khakis bro Man, I've learned a lot from going. I learned a lot from that school, but the reason I didn't like school growing up because the way I saw it was, I was like, man, I kind of just I wanted to go out in the world and learn. I didn't want to go to a single spot and learn about everything. And I'm realizing that now because like I still like I I love college and me personally, I'm gonna be real. Like me and my education at school, I joined a fraternity and then I ended up getting so caught up in the fraternity that my grades started to suffer so I stepped away and now I'm focusing on my school and I'm like I'm trying to get my real estate degree and like I my major at one point was business administration 
But then I sat in the cubicle for the first time and said, yeah, I don't want this to be my whole life. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot, but uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay? Yeah, no, I, I, I have the memo. I've got it. It's right Hello, Bill. So I switched majors because I was I was not vibing with the sitting in the cubicle doing paperwork. So I switched to general <laughs> studies. <laughs> I switched to general studies with a minor in business. So in because I still want to kind of dabble in the business field, and if I'm doing real estate at some point, it was uh it would help me. And you know, having a little minor business, and it's funny because like when you know, when I brought up networking, like I have a friend who's in that because. Uh, me and my uh, homie, me, me, and my, me and my dude Trent, we, we're working on something because my family owns 40 acres of land up in Kentwood, and he's going to own some land up there soon. And um, I just want to get my 40 acres in a mill, ball. I'm tired, boss. Please let me get my 40 acres in a mill, please. We plan on building a community, like a, a housing community, and he's in construction, so he can build it. We have friends who do electrician electricity we have friends who do who are like nurses and we can have like our own clinic we have we have a lot of we have a lot of connections that we're trying to build there and like that's one thing i am grateful of for the school system but the one thing that i i'm not too happy about with the school system is like like i feel as though like if you're not a strong-willed person in school school could really destroy you depending on like what it does especially the teachers you get too because some teachers aren't really as patient as most, and if you don't have a strong-willed student who's willing to push through and, like, fight through the pain of studying and getting themselves to sit down and stay focused, and you have a teacher who isn't patient, you can push, like, that teacher who isn't patient could push that student out of the education system, in a sense, and have them, like, basically give up on a high school degree or a college degree, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because, you know, you can go into trade school, and you can you can make your own way, but, like, Sometimes those students don't even do that and they end up just going down a slippery slope of life. All right, kids, no horseplay. Get on home, play. Hey, play, looking for that crack? Am I looking for that crack? As in crack cocaine? You just offered to sell me a Schedule One narcotic. That's a felony. That's five to ten years. Boom, you're under citizen's arrest. And like that's that's the one thing I don't really like about the education system, but it can, you know, nothing's perfect in this world. You know, you're 100 percent correct. There's there's nothing perfect in this world, and it's it's getting hard for like you said that you don't like about the education system, but man, it's it's getting hard for the education system as well as the educators for some. For I'd say actually not even the education system because it it, it, it all starts at the top. So they I think. For the education system, the education system, the the leaders of the education system, no matter what district, parish, county that you are representing, I think it all boils down to them not actually listening to the educators, them not listening to the educators that are educating the children. Now, because they're not listening to their their pros and their cons of what the, the kids are learning, being attentive to what they were really, really interested interested in and stuff like that but they're continuing to put on all these other uh school school things you know they, they're, they're wanting these other agendas for these teachers to be teaching these educators to be teaching but that not only the educators don't want to teach it these kids they, they don't want to learn that either you know or each and every year they're always changing the curriculum and whenever you're changing the curriculum that that doesn't that just upsets the educator itself because you've you've already tried to plan out 
how you wanted your school year to go, but then the education system, the school board, they sure enough, they change all of that. They throw that whole, they throw that stick in the fire and it messes everything up, you know. But also for the educators, it is, I mean, like in college, you know, not saying that college professors do not care if kids come to class or not, but at the same time, it they've already got their education as like a lot of high school teachers will, will tell you. I, we don't care. Like if you, if you want to be uh a deviant, you ought to be misbehaving in class, we'll definitely just send you out. You know, in college, they don't care if you, I mean, not saying that they don't care if you don't come to class, but they would like for you to come to class, but if you don't come to class, it's on you. It's yeah. on you. As the same thing when high school, it's on you if you don't want to go to class, you want to skip, et cetera, you know, but you know, if you continue to skip, you know, think about how that's going to affect you, not only for that school year, but for the further along in your life. You know, you might say, oh, I want to skip and I want to skip work today. I don't feel like going. Well, hey, I mean, don't know how much you make. But sure enough, that might be a hundred dollars that you lost today. Say what? Might be a hundred and fifty. But no matter how much it is, you lost out on something, you know. You lost out. As well as just for the educators themselves, it's getting hard to educate children because there are so many kids that are doing just out-of-pocket things, as, as the new term says, out-of-pocket, you know. There was one person told me, I can't remember where it was. I was a friend of mine. She was telling me about a, a teacher had was taught, had got stabbed by a student with a pen. And I was like, huh? Like, like you know, like just like, you know, like Chucky stabbed or Michael Myers stuff? Sure enough, no. John Wick stuff right there. I say elementary. It might have been middle school. might have been middle school. Middle school girl, sure enough, she has her cell phone. The teacher takes the cell phone. So, of course, the girl, she's upset about it. Sure enough, the next day she comes to class, she tells the teacher she got a surprise for her. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you know you and the teacher don't really have, and the student don't really have a good connection, there ain't no way I'm going to close my eyes. Sure enough, the teacher closed her eyes, sadly. And the and the little girl stabbed her, stabbed her in the throat. Mm-hmm. See, uh, she she said, "I got a surprise for you." The teacher closed her eyes and got stabbed in the throat. Now, if I didn't, ha- if I knew I didn't have a good connection with the child, I wouldn't be doing nothing like that. I wouldn't close my eyes, you know. But see, but but see, that's the thing. It, it gets it, it, and it's all. It was all over a cell phone. It was all over a cell phone that the teacher had took up because it was distracting probably not only the little girl but the rest of the class while she was trying to teach because there's too many distractions when it comes to a phone. A phone is a good thing, but it also can be a distraction because you should do everything that, like I tell people all the time, I do everything in my life in moderation. I try to do everything in my life in moderation and little key little bits piece because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You do too much and you'll fall. You'll do too much and you'll slip up. Yeah, you're right. And it's, uh, you know, like I said in the previous podcast, like the, the girl that I have, I'm like, I have strong feelings for and I feel as I'm supposed to be with her. But uh turns out she's a teacher herself. And uh, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, a lot of the younger generation, like a lot of the younger kids, because she works with like first graders, kindergartners. They're like, yeah, they're really, some of them really nice, but most of them are really, really bad. And she says, like, because when you brought that up about the child stabbing a teacher with a pencil, it got me thinking about corporal punishment. And I was sitting, I was like, you know, a lot of parents don't really discipline their children as much as like the baby boomer generation did or like the generation from the 80s. Because like that was right. a really big part of their upbringing. And like one thing that I like didn't like growing up was a corporate punishment. But now that I'm older, I, I kind of understand like how important that is. Because if you don't, if you don't discipline your children, they're just going to run loose. And children are adolescent, their brains aren't fully developed, and their sense of right and wrong is a lot more skewed than what it is for an adult. And they could think, you know, stabbing a teacher with a pencil is justifiable because they took my phone, the one thing that I love doing. And, like, you know, I feel as though that it's, like, there's just there's a lot of things changing in the world, you know. There's a lot the world's changing, and, and like, you know, it's, you, know you can't really do much because everyone's going to live their life in their own way. But, um, like, what you were saying, uh, back to what you were saying earlier about uh, how uh, – how you were talking? It was funny that you say that when you were talking about how like the curriculum's changed, and it got me thinking to that scene from Incredibles too, where uh, his, the dad is trying to teach his son math, and then right. he's like, "This math isn't the same when I was in in school. Like math is math. Why are they changing math?" And he was like struggling trying to help his kid with his homework, and that's what it got me thinking about the curriculum. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll the not the way you're supposed to
to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? Uh, math is math. Okay, math Dad. is math. I'll just wait for Mom to get back. What? Well, she won't understand it any better than I do. Because if you really, like, think about it, if we were to ask our parents, like, and show them the stuff that we're being taught now, because I've even talked to my dad about this, because he was like, yeah, the stuff that I learned is nothing nothing like the stuff you learned. And cur curriculum changes. And I feel as though, like, that's such a, that's it's kind of a huge barrier, too, between generations, too, when it comes to curriculum, because the stuff they learn. Because, like, nowadays, if you're from an older generation, or like a generation like us, like when we when we have kids and we're getting out of college, we're gonna have to basically re re relearn everything that they're like. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like it just it's constantly changing. Yo, yeah, you're constantly having to learn something new each and every day. Like I tell people all the time, you know, with technology just is being so advanced. I tell people all the time, you know, there's somebody, there's some little boy, some little girl, and I say little boy, little girl, it could be somebody that's our age, teenagers, young, uh, young adolescents, you know or somebody that's middle aged, who cares, who knows? But somebody out there in the world that we're living in, this big green earth, there's somebody out there that's making some invention to do it better than somebody else did, you know. They're trying to make some type of advancement each and every day. Always. They're always trying to find a better way to do it. They're always trying to find a better way to do it. And how you spoke on corporal punishment, you know, is just different in different generations of how things work. Man, I tell you, it's crazy because, you know, I didn't get whipped too much. I think I might have been probably whipped probably maybe like two or three times my whole life for me to be 26 years old. I mean, maybe more when I was a little baby, but nothing that I can remember off the top of the tongue. But at things that I know that I did wrong, probably about two or three times for sure. But nowadays, parents aren't whipping kids as well as definitely teachers aren't whipping kids because they're not allowed to. They think that that would be abusive or putting marks on a child and stuff like that. Well, I tell you, uh, I think I'm going to have to just go back and rewatch the Bernie Mac show just to, just to, just to have some good laughs and giggles because <laughs> I was watching a, I was watching a YouTube short or something about Bernie Mac and he was, him and Jordan was waiting on Brianna to get out the car. I mean, no, to get out of school. And sure enough, Jordan, he didn't want to wait. He opened that dang car and boom, he hit a uh, he hit a little parking little thing. I don't even know what you call it, a little pole, and it scratched up the car. Bernie Mac said, "Dang it, boy, what's wrong with you? Do I gotta beat you to make you listen? Gotta beat you to the white meat show?" Feel anything? Who are you talking to? Congratulations, Jordan. Now you're gonna get the most punishment. You stand there and be the most quiet. Every time I try to tell you something, oh, Jordan. What's wrong with you? Are you blind? Huh? What happened to put some sense in your head, George? And you know, saying all that, all that aside, I tell people that all the time. You know, like what I gotta do? I gotta beat you to the white meat show. I gotta slap you upside the head. Sometimes you gotta you gotta put a little fear into some people, you know, because sure enough, these kids they act like that they ain't scared of nothing, you know. They act like they, they ain't scared of nothing because. Mom and daddy, they ain't going to whoop them. They ain't going to discipline them at home as well as, you know, they know that they ain't going to get disciplined at school, so why does it matter? Send me the ISS. Send me the, I mean, I, they, half of them, they don't want to be at school in the first place, so they say, send me home. I want to be at home playing video games, TikTok, Twitch. I want to just playing Fortnite, whatever, you know. They don't care to be in the classroom. I've, I'm, I'm one for, for the discipline, I mean, but it always starts at home. It starts at home because when you don't educate and discipline your kids at home, that makes it harder back to what we were saying about for the education system, for the whole educator. You made this a whoopee cushion? It was my science project. That's my boy. <laughs> Not a speck of dust. Nice job, soldier. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, there, there, little fella. Anybody seen Spinelli? No sign of her yet. She chickened out. I was afraid this might happen. Guys, look! Hello, you must be the Spinellis. That's right, sugar. <laughs> I'm your daughter's teacher, Miss Grodke. Care for a cookie? That's disgusting! Here, here, give me something to kill the taste. Anybody got a brew? Well, no. Because it becomes a distraction in the classroom. 
it becomes a distraction in the classroom and you can't teach your lesson when state tests come or just even not even state tests, just a chapter test for whatever the curriculum that you are studying for that month or that six weeks, nine weeks, whatever it may be, whenever it comes for the test, you may feel like you didn't educate these kids enough because of little Johnny or little DeMarcus. Little DeMarcus was trying to be funny and playing around, you know. But hey, I mean, it, who knows? It could be, it could be little Brianna. It could be like, hey, Miss Johnson, with all that, you know that, you know how them girls be when they come to class. Oh yeah, just just just, just ranting, just ranting. It's like, oh, you won't believe what Tiana did today. Tiana told so and so, I don't like her, and I really did like her, but now she's talking all that, I really don't, and it just becomes a whole. It just becomes a whole disturbance in the class. The the, the school system, all in all, man, it's just an it's just an changed. It's been changed, and it's gonna continue to change. Sadly. So sorry, Miss Bird. I'm late. My alarm didn't go off, so that's why I was late. And my mama, she had to bring me to school today. So I don't, I'm sorry that I'm late, but I'm here now. So what's up? Riri, girl, I text you last night, and I called you. I told you to see what the test last night. Girl, yes. Ooh, I need some. Ooh, I need to put some on my. I need to put some hygiene on my body. But hopefully, if if they was to bring back paddling, oh man, that 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 might would do something. I know. Shout out to Miss Joy Moore. Miss Joy Moore, she sure enough, she would put that paddle up on you. Ooh, I ain't never got paddled by, but and sometimes I know she would. She'd she'd fake out. She'd fake the kids out. She sure enough, but look, she would she'd take the kids out in the hall. And sure enough, just slam the board, uh, the paddle, just across the wall sometimes. And we had, like, brick walls at our elementary school. and But they also, some of the walls had, like, holes in them. So they kind of, like, almost had, like, a little echo. They were, and so it just was like, boom, and you could hear it. You could hear it in, like, all the other classrooms. I mean, they were real close. So they were like, oh, Miss Joy, she whooping somebody again. And they was making sure, like, Hey, y'all better behave when y'all go to Miss Joy's class today. If not, you're gonna get you're gonna get a paddle. But she was very sweet. She was a very sweet woman. Now she had to discipline you, she had to discipline you. But now sometimes she would fake the kids out and make it seem like she did really whoop them, but she didn't. She gave you a verbal warning and she you know, kids come back in there I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, I tell you sometimes, Miss Joy, she put that paddle on you, oh man. She put that paddle on you, man. I tell you, them kids wouldn't even know how to sit down when they came back in that classroom. Yeah, that's what I'm. It's uh, see, like we didn't have paddling, but looking back, I feel like it. It could be good, like, but at the same time, from the other side, like you know, if I had a kid, like it's all about the teachers too. But oh uh, well, before I continue on with that topic, one thing I am noticing though about the education system is that teachers don't get paid enough. And the fact that teachers don't get paid enough, not enough, not more people, well, not that many people want to be teachers anymore. And that's very bad because that means that we're going to have a, a whole generation of people who aren't really as knowledgeable as the older generations. And seems to make uh, the younger generation more, uh, let's say, pointed in the direction of more delinquents. Don't want to say delinquents, but if without education, who are, like, what are, we're just kind of just doing basic instinct, which is a problem. Yeah, like, I feel as though, like, you know, teachers should get paid more. Teachers do a lot. Teachers are the reason our generations are better and brighter. They're the whole reason. And it's all about the teachers, and it's all about getting the right teachers. Because nowadays, I feel like there's a lot of teachers who I feel as though shouldn't be teachers. You know, there's some teachers that I've had that are just like, man, I don't even care about this. I'm just here to get paid. Like, bro, okay, understandable. You know, you're here to get paid, but at the same time, like, you, you don't understand the moral, like, obligation of your job. Like, do you really understand how important your job is? Because, like, in like 40 years time the generation that you said you didn't care about you know they're going to be running the nation and they could you you don't know where the nation is going to be if you know you you ain't teaching them the right stuff 100 percent, you are 100 percent correct they 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 don't get paid enough and when it comes to lack of discipline that makes you know the educators that we do have in the system not want to educate that makes them like like i said with the girl stabbing the uh, teacher over a phone you know that worries some teachers you know that makes them not want to go that makes them like the the deteriorate themselves and change their career path of being a teacher or a counselor or working in the school system in general because just so many kids are just misbehaved these days not all of them 
but just some of them, you know, because some parents out there, they are raising their kids right, you know. Some of them don't need to be, you know, whipped or spanked and stuff like that at home, you know. Some of them know to go to school, mind the manners and whatnot, but some of them, they don't. Sometimes you can call the parents up there and they just don't care either. And so, like you said, teachers don't get paid enough. And so they just want to say, why am I doing this, you know? And at the end of the day, the reason why they first chose it, because they love, they not only love school, but they love trying to teach the future of America. But then it boils down to, is it really worth it? Whenever, number one, I'm not really getting paid that much, but I'm also, I might have the fear of my life whenever, you know, some students just trying to throw things at me or trying to attack me as well as disturb my class 24-7, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because if you don't discipline your child at a young age and they get to the year of teenagers and they're teenagers and, you know, you're a young man or a young woman, young man, you got testosterone going and you're a young woman, you know, you got things going on, you know, <laughs> they're going to be a lot more followers. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We we done talked about all of the, about almost about everything that we could talk about under the sun for, for education system. And you mentioned real briefly about, uh, and I, I mentioned, I, I told him that you were at Southern Miss. You know, what, what 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 year are you in at Southern Miss? Because you said that you ended up changing from uh, a major in business to a minor in business with a uh, basically general studies with a minor in business now. Well, technically, I'm a junior, but I like basically like second semester junior, but I'm like going to be a semester late for the simple fact I changed my majors. And, you know, I did a little bit of slipping when I joined the fraternity. But I plan on making that up by doing intercession classes and taking summer classes. So this year I'm going to be doubling down very hard. Okay, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And you hear that, folks? I mean, look, he he, he saw where he slipped up, and now he's trying to make up for that slip up. When you, when you see yourself slipping up, go ahead and retract the things that you're doing and try to make it better. You know, before it's too late. And and even if it does become too late, don't think that you can't do better in the next go round. Don't never think that you can't continue to do greater things. It may be a little harder. You may be, it might get a little bit more stressful, but hey, continue to work at it because then don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. So with you, with you having going into general studies as well as, you know, having a minor in business. Man, um, where do you where do you see yourself going? You know, once you graduate here from from Southern Miss, where 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 will that be uh, taking you afterwards? That's a great question. I think about that too, and I pray on it a lot. Uh, I feel as though before I'm thirty, I hope and pray that I, I get married to the one I love. You know, get get married. You know, I'm gonna make a funny because I was gonna make a little ring. I was gonna smelt my own ring and do a little bit of thing. You know, get get the ring done. Uh, start my real estate business because I was going to get my real estate license this summer, but it seems as though God was like, yeah, you know, you're going to be doing that, but not right now. Cause the summer that I had planned that did not come into fruition at all, <laughs> at all. So I'm pretty positive. He like, I, I'm going to try to get my degree and maybe every now and again, I'll start studying my real estate, get to know it. And then once I'm on my way out of college, I'll try to get my license. So I plan on, like, opening my own business because my dad, he owns, like, this rental property over in New Orleans. And he's going to give me, me and my, my three brothers, he's going to give us each, like, uh, a portion of his property that I'm going to run. And what I'm going to do with that, when I graduate, since I'm also in real estate and I have a minor in business, I'm going to run that, get uh, basically try to get, get some profit off of that, and then maybe buy the apartments next to it, given the price and, like, how it works. I'm gonna do that. Get some get some money off of that. Save up for my life, my personal life. I um, I'm gonna try to uh, save the money up that I have put on the side from the profit and from me working a job, depending on where I'm gonna be working. Cause I work at the Superdome right now, and um, I want to buy my first house, my first like real estate house. But the only problem with that is my first three years when when I get my real estate license, I have to work with a real estate like firm or a real estate uh agency for the first three years because I can't open my own agency until I work for three years with an agency. So I have to basically, whenever I do sell my first house, all the profits aren't going to be going directly to me. So depending, like, cause it also, it all depends on the market. 
and also all depends on the location of where you're buying it at. Because let's say you have a house that's right by a college campus and a big store. That can be worth a lot of money. But some places, whenever you get real estate, you could be like by, um, it could be almost by nearly nothing, maybe just a school. And it won't be worth as much now. And given that the, the reason, the recent market, the housing market is getting ready to crash soon, which is why I'm also getting ready to go into real estate. Just a little secret for y'all viewers out there who want to, want to get into real estate the market is about to crash especially since the u.s dollar is on its way down right now and being pushed out by uh bricks the new dollar that's going to dominate the world so just be ready for that the housing market is going to crash possibly the u.s dollar so that's why one reason i am getting on the real estate train because i feel as though because the one thing that i feel like i want to do is i want to buy i want to get really nice houses right and i want to sell them for a decent price not like overcharge people because i know life is hard but I'm gonna charge a decent price, and I and I might get by in life by doing that. I could become, I could get rich, but honestly, I don't want to be rich. You know, more money, more problems, like Biggie Small says. You know, but it's um, yeah, I plan on doing real estate. I plan on um, moving out of the uh, either moving out of Mississippi. Like honestly, I don't know if I want to stay in Mississippi. It all depends on my my uh my loved one. You know, because honestly, I went to Tennessee to go visit, and man, uh, whew. But that place is beautiful, son. I was sitting, I was sitting on the the back porch, looking at the Smoky Mountains in the cabin, smoking a cigar, looking at the clouds, bro. The air smelled fresh. It was not hot. It wasn't cold. It was nice. I was just sitting out, just in the jacuzzi, watching. Ooh, man. Like that's that's what really got me. I was like, man, I really fell in love with this place. I kind of want to move to Tennessee, but you know, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna go where the where the world takes me. But then. The other thing I was going to plan on doing, because I have a lot of plans, uh, is that I, I think I mentioned it or, like, gave you a little hint of it earlier. Me and my homie, you know, we're going to try to open up our own little community with houses. And then, basically, I made a, we made an agreement, but we're going to have to find that and put it in, in, in like, writing. But, basically, he's going to build houses. We're going to – I'm going to try – we already have a network of people who are going to help us build it. We just have to – get things in order but he's going to build the houses and do everything get the community set up and i'm going to be his real estate agent and i'm going to sell those houses to people and he's going to make most of the profit and i get a little bit of profit so i can like provide for my family <laughs> one thing that i like the reason why i'm doing it for that cheap is because i told him I was like, yeah i'll do i'll be your real estate agent i'll do whatever you need but as long as i could stay in the house for like not like free, but for like a very cheap price, or you let me, st or it, even if you let me stay in the house for free and like let me own the house, I mean, I, I'll be good at that because I got a place to live. Because honestly, I kind of want to live in the country. I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of the city life. I'm not gonna lie. I feel that man. I feel that man. Uh, I'm, I've been in Hattiesburg too long. Been in Hattiesburg too long. I'm ready to get out. But, you know, life situations happen, and you got to take a few steps back before you can go forward sometimes. And Preacher, say it again for the people in the back. Go ahead, say it for the people in the back. But the Lord say the same. I, I'm going to try to have enough money saved up probably about this time next year. If not, like right around when school starts, I'm going to be trying to be moving to Tennessee, uh, try to be moving, if not, like not, not going to say in Nashville, but like out city limits of Nashville. You know, uh, wait, so you're moving I'm, to Tennessee too? Oh, man, right. I, 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 I'm trying to get up out of here. I'm trying to get up out of the bird, brother. <laughs> I'm trying to get up out of the bird. It's, it's been real, it's been sweet, but hey, this journey is about to be complete for the bird, brother. It's about to be complete, man. Uh, I didn't just had my feel of it, I didn't have my feel of it. I'm ready to move on to bigger and better things and for what the Lord got planned for me. But my plan is to try to get a job at the uh, berry plant. Which like I, right now I work at Berry Global. We make plastic bottle caps. My plan is to try to transfer to a Berry up there in Tennessee, as well as continue the radio, continue podcasting, and just try to get on at a radio station there. You know, so okay. that, that that'll be my thing. You know, because I mean it's twelve hour shifts, but I know I got on Indeed a few weeks back. Actually, not even a few weeks, few months. But I'm constantly, you know, on Indeed, they send you notifications all the time for the little popular jobs that you're interested in. I'm all, I'm constantly seeing, like, you know, little board operation radio jobs and stuff, you know, trivia game night hosting, you know, where it's paying paying $16, $18 an hour. You know, it might just be from 6 to 
it might be from six to ten, but I mean it's like two or three days out of the week and you know, if they were to possibly work with my schedule, you know, whenever I'm off, hey, wing bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, all it takes is you just going out to a comedy club or you going out to trivia night and somebody enjoying the the atmosphere of that and boom, you might be working at a radio station one day, you know, or you might be on at a, a news station, wherever. You know, just small little instances and occurrences can lead to a bigger picture. Yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, but I was going to take time. you got to start slow. Because, like, see right. me, I'm streaming. You know, I, I stream on uh, Kick and Twitch. I mean, it's okay I do a little self-promotion real quick. You know, oh, fast. man, you go ahead, bro. I'm about to tell you. You better go and tell them. Oh, yeah. So, you know, on Twitch and Kick, I stream. My name's King Lo, K-N-G-L-L-O-E-B. You know, I be playing COD. I play a lot of competitive games. I used to be... A uh, very competitive Valorant uh, player. I used to, I used to, I, I tried out for a team and, and I didn't get it. I was like one off. But letting y'all know y'all should hop in, hop into my stream, say what's up. You know, I'm always down to meet new people. It is what it is. And it's it's crazy now too because I'm only 21 years old, man. I'm only 21, and I'm like out here focusing on my future, trying to get married and do this and this. And I'm and like I'm slowly ain't gonna lie, I'm slowly losing my hair due to stress. One thing I needed to realize that I don't need to be stressing over stuff like this. But I don't know if you've realized it, but back in the day, like in the 80s, 90s, 70s, and like the college situation, people were graduating college around like 25, 26. Now people are like graduating around like 22, 23, or like that's like mm-hmm. the average now. And I'm just sitting there, I was like, you know, like, why is it, why did it change so much? Because I feel as though college, like people rush through it now and like, and it feels it puts a lot more pressure on people to like get things done at a faster pace instead of take your time and actually understand the information, you know. Like, I, I don't. I, I've recently like discovered that like the age of college graduation has like decreased from like the 80s, which was at around like 25, and now it's like around 21, 22 around that age. And like because one, I came to college when I was 17 because I graduated high school at 17 because my birthday was on in August. On, like August seventeenth, so it was kind of like a weird birthday. I don't know, but I feel it, I, it's a it's a very interesting topic that I like. I sometimes think about because I feel like everything in society is so rushed now. Mm-hmm. But I would say, man, I, I would say, man, that's really you. You said it in a nutshell, really, bro. For nowadays, you know, they got back then, back in the eighties, you know, they didn't have um, dual enrollment and they didn't have all these extracurricular classes that you could go to a college and get all these credits. You know, back then in the 80s, if you was going to a college, you know, that was more like a uh, just kind of like a, a shadow and or internship of what your future career path possibly was, but you weren't getting any credits, so you weren't getting any school credits for it. Nowadays, we have dual enrollment and stuff like that where you can get credits while you're still in high school, and you can – and also, depending on kids' birthdays, you know, you're graduating high school earlier, you know, you might be 16, 17 years old, graduating high school, and sure enough, you know, you're already in college. You know, some people, they might take a semester off, but then some people don't. Some people might just go hit the ground running, and sure enough, once they hit the ground running, they might do their three and a half, four years, if not six, you know, they might change their majors a few times, but hey, however long it takes them, it takes them, but Sure enough, you graduated at 17 from high school, you might be 22, 23, you know, like you said, 22, 23 graduation uh, from college, you know, depending on what your major is and how hard you're working at it, you know, because some people are taking, you know, more curricular classes because I know whenever I was at Southern Miss and even before Southern Miss to the top, I was at South Weezy where it was easy. Y'all know about it. They call it Southwest Campus, you know, community college. Man, please, Big Buck, they, everybody called Big Buck crazy because I was ready to get out. I was doing 18 hours of school from the jump when I first started community college. And then plus, I was putting in 20, 25 hours of school. I mean, uh, 20 plus 25 hours of uh, work a week at the co-op in Kentwood. So I was doing school, 18 hours of school work in college and then driving back and forth to Kentwood, which is about 20, 25 minutes from Summit. But still, you know, wear and tear on my body, on my car and whatnot, you know, and then I did get the internship at WAZA, you know, that was that was good, you know, that was first starting at the little radio, doing a few little radio campaigns, you know, 
few little radio gigs and stuff like that. And then further on my career up here at USM, you know, starting doing Southern Miss Today, you know, live at five and et cetera, you know, I, but I've always, I've always had a busy schedule, you know, you know, but at the same time, I tell a lot of people with me having that busy schedule, there were times where I think that I did not connect as much as I should have with some people because not that only it was my busy schedule, but I was also working. I was I might have been doing 18 to 20 hours of school here at Southern Miss, but I was also doing 25 to 30 hours of actual work, you know, and then I was still coming home trying to, you know, decompress of my day as well as just get started on school, you know, you know, in college, I mean, in high school, high school, you, you, you stay up to probably like 10, 11, 12 o'clock, if not later, you know, just on your phone, YouTube, whatever, watching TV. But in college, you're staying up that late. You can stay up doing all that, but you best be staying up that late doing your schoolwork. But that's, that's, that's mainly what I was staying up doing, staying up doing my schoolwork because man, oh man, it gets, it gets tough. It gets, it gets a bit bear down upon you. Oh yeah, man, you did better than me. I, I partied. I, I, I partied a lot. I'm done now. I'm, I'm only 21. I feel like an old man. I can't party. Oh man, trust me. I did. I did my party, and I did my party, but I just had to do it. I had to do it whenever I got done with the schoolwork. I always, I always put the education first, though. I always had to put the education first. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I had a very. I had a wake up call when I realized, like you know, some of my homies that I started school with graduated before me, and that was a wake up call. I mean, not everyone finishes college early, but you know, nowadays people who are known as like fifth year seniors or like six years, they're looked down upon. Well, yeah, they they looked down upon, and that like worried me a lot because I, you know, one thing I, it, but it got me realizing, I was like, it doesn't matter what people think. I'm here to get my education, even if like you know. I'm, it's not where I want to be. It's where I need to be. So I just need to get what I got to do done and get out of there. Because I right. do want to continue with my life. And, like, I feel as though there's a lot of uncertainty with people in college, especially on what they want to do. But I, I feel as though you just got to follow your gut, you know. You got to follow your gut and pray, pray, you know what I'm saying? That's all you can really do. Man, you said it right there, bro. You said it in a nutshell. Well, man, well, you guys, I, we've been talking to Kobe Reed today on the Buck Bites podcast, and you know how I say it's been real, it's been fun, but the fun had just begun. Y'all going to have to come ahead and check out Kobe Reed. And go ahead, Kobe, tell them your Twitch. Tell them your kick all again, man. Let them know. Let them know. Um, my Twitch and kick, it's uh, King Loeb, K-A-N-G, uh, L-L-O-E-B. You know, you know what it is. You know, I'm just streaming, playing games, having a good time. You know, I'm going to be playing with my homies sometimes. Sometimes I'll be playing uh, by myself. I'll be playing, like, Sons of Forest. You know, just normal games. And every now and again, depending on, like, depending on how my viewers or what they want to do, like, I can probably, like, do reaction videos. But most of the time, whenever I stream, I like to always talk about things and, like, kind of show them things like they haven't really known before, like, talk about things that aren't really being talked about. But as of now, you know, I'm just a small streamer trying to make his way through this uh, very saturated business, you know. But uh, I, I do. I would appreciate if y'all guys to come check in, say what's up to me, you know. Dudes get lonely sometimes, you know, on the stream, you know, just be sitting there gaming, you know, sweating. You know, I'll be sitting there with, with my towel wiping the sweat off because I'm playing COD against all these people who, you know, sit there for like hours, and, like 20 hours a day playing the game. But, you know, if you want to see, you know, just a little bit of a casual raging between me and my homie Trent, <laughs> you can you can come and watch. Oh well, we'll definitely have to come check old Kobe Kobe out, you guys. But as we say on the Buck Bites podcast, it's been real, it's been fun, but the fun has just begun. From the nine eight five to the six zero one, son, all the way down to the five zero four and some more. Man, it's been Big Buck and Kobe Reed. We've been talking about that school, about anything and everything, really. But hey, school's about to be back in, you guys. Y'all stay. Y'all stay cool, go to school, don't be a fool, and don't have that drool up on that paper now. Because sure enough, you you start drooling on that paper, you're going to be there next semester. You don't want to be there next semester. And this has been your boy, Biggie Buck, and this has been the Buck Bites Podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it now. Thank you for listening to the Buck Bites Podcast. Hopefully y'all all love the podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, 
SoundCloud, YouTube. Make sure you hit that notification bell too. You heard me from the 985 to the 601. Let's everybody get bit, son. Harf.